this guy in Alaska who'd be tired and set off to sail around the world. He bought a new boat made in Norway, flew there to pick it up, and sailed south and east. He didn't get even halfway. Then he got attacked by pirates somewhere down in the Caribbean. I'm not kidding. Gun to his head and everything. He felt lucky. Lucky they didn't kill him. He sold his boat and flew home. Decided on doing something else with retirement. Another guy I know took off on a similar trip, only to capsize in the South Pacific. I mean, upside down, locked in the cabin with his daughter. Just imagine that moment. You're battling a storm, flip upside down, inside a boat in the middle of the ocean. The boat righted itself. He sailed into the closest port, sold the boat, flew home, and decided to do something else in retirement. I don't want to mock the idea of sailing around the world. I'm sure some people do it successfully. I just don't know any. This is Del Lowry with Retirement Talk. The question I want to consider in this program is, once retired, what now? So the big decision has been made, and you've decided to retire. Take a walk, hang it up, bag it, whatever you might call it. Now what? The world is big. The choices are endless. How can you choose the path that will bring you the greatest satisfaction or happiness? That's the big question. Years ago, I came across some happiness advice that has never failed me. I liked it because it made sense. And it worked for me. And I love the name of the originator, Baroque de Espinosa, or Spinoza Noza, I used to tell my kids. Spinoza lived in Holland in the 1600s, Jewish descent. His family had been kicked out of Spain in 1492 at the beginning of the Inquisition. This is when Ferdinand and Isabel married, uniting Spain into one big country. They gave all the Jews a choice. Either give up your religion and become a Catholic, leave, or get burned at the stake. The de Espinosa family moved to Portugal and then to Holland. Smart move. Over the years, the name evolved to Spinoza. He was a brilliant guy, too brilliant for some. He eventually got excommunicated from the Jewish religion and died at a very early age, 43. Once on a trip to Europe, I found the synagogue where he supposedly got excommunicated from in Amsterdam. It wasn't really that synagogue, but it was where the synagogue used to be. The synagogue he got excommunicated from it burned down years ago. But it's hard to find where the synagogue is in Amsterdam. I think maybe after World War II, uh, Jews don't uh, feel real liberal about telling you where their synagogues are. Well, I eventually found it. And I asked this young kid with keys to the synagogue if he knew about Spinoza. He feigned ignorance, or at least I thought. No, I never heard of him, he said. I could tell he was lying. This is a very bright kid, maybe 16 or 17 years old. His eyes told me he knew about Spinoza. Then I remembered. Spinoza had been kicked out, excommunicated. 
that meant his name and everything had been erased from the record that referred to him. He was to never be read, spoken of, or named again forever. Maybe the kid wasn't lying. Well, when it came to happiness, Spinoza claimed that we all desire it, but don't really know what it is, and thus find it difficult to attain. He claimed that every time we pursue something and think it will bring us happiness, we are disappointed once we capture the flag, so to speak. Once we get to our goal and receive the applause or the money or the big house or the large screen HDTV, we find ourselves disappointed and many times crushed the following day. The happiness we thought would be ours is not there. And when it isn't there, we feel let down disappointed. Now what? Our problem lies in defining or thinking of happiness as a solid state or as a position or place. It isn't. Spinoza claimed that happiness really is a transitory state. It is found in the movement toward something, movement toward a greater state of perfection than that which we now have. It isn't in having a better garden than we now have, but it is in the act of creating or moving towards having the better garden. Happiness lies in making the transition, moving to a greater state of perfection. What does all this mean for someone who is retiring, or really just anyone? So maybe we all need to sit down and give this some thought. Where do we wish to go? Movement toward what? And then what? And then what? We do need a direction and we need an understanding and acceptance of the nature of happiness. I'm sure many of you have already figured this road to happiness out. You're already moving along a continuum. If you have a story you would like to share, please drop me a line. I'd love to talk to you. I want to offer up examples of people and the various paths they have chosen to walk. What do you think? I will read your letter on a future podcast or give you a call and perhaps we can record the call and play it during a future show. Next on the program, I'll go over a couple of examples of things that worked for me. Who knows? They might work for you. Until next time, this is Del Lowry with Retirement Talk. Thank you.